good morning and welcome to The Main Point. It is uh, Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. Um, I'm the Associate Pastor here at Rose of Sharon Baptist Church, Jonathan Hendrickson. Glad to be back with you again. Um, I was gone for a couple weeks there, guys. Um, I've gone to Armenia. Appreciate all the prayers. And uh, I actually, I didn't get to listen to last week's podcast, but I listened to the one beforehand. Um, I, I was having trouble getting any kind of signal on the plane to download it. Uh, and so I did get the one uh, the one uh, that you all prayed for us while we were there, and that was really cool. So I appreciated that. Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah, it was a great trip. I'm looking forward to actually this coming Sunday, I'll be talking about giving my report about the trip and uh, kind of um, all, that, all that transpired while I was in Armenia and uh, looking forward to sharing all those stories with everybody. Um, but uh, but this, sun, this Sunday... Uh, I knew I was gonna be jet lagged, so I said, um, <laughs> "Jeff and Jeff said, hey, do you want to do the do you want to do the mission report report on the 18th?'" I was like, "Not really, because I'm just gonna be coming back off of a uh, eight hour jet lag." So no, uh, so Jeff went ahead and preached, and uh, uh, it was a great message on denying yourself, and so that's gonna be the topic of our podcast today. Is we're gonna talk about denying yourself, and the text that Jeff used is from Luke nine twenty three. Um, and this is Jesus' words, um, not just to his disciples, which I thought was really important that you pointed this out, Jeff, because if, if you go, uh, what is it, in Mark 8.34, you find out that he's talking to more than just his disciples. Um, yeah, Luke, Matthew, he says, he says to all of them. Right, and Luke, well... And, uh, and then Mark kind of tells you it was a, a, what, a mixture of disciples and other people that had gathered. Around. Right. Luke Luke says uh, Luke says he he uh, he said to them all, mm-hmm. and then in Mark it says when he had called the people to himself with his disciples yes. also he mm. said these words to them. So so the idea here is not just to his disciples, but he's talking to everybody else who's there listening to him. And then these are the words he says, and he says, "If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself." And take up his cross daily and follow me. Um, and and so and there's that's the main text that you, you you focused on, especially because the very beginning. And I thought this was good. Um, and I want to spend quite a bit of time here in the in the beginning of our podcast just talking about this concept. Um, you the title of the message was denying yourself, and there's a lot of that kind of language in our culture. Um, a, a lot of ideas on, on denying yourself. And we, we would be wrong to say that Christianity has the market on denying yourself. There's plenty of uh, um, other religions out there uh, that, that sort of make that a tenet of their faith. Um, you know, and in fact, I'd say that, if being really honest, there's probably some religions out there that are... Um, Better, <laughs> I mean, or or at least more uh, strict about about that idea of of denying themselves. Those those sort of ascetic religions, right? This mm-hmm. the asceticism where where we're just going to cut ourselves off from any anything pleasurable or anything like that. I mean, monks did this for in the medieval times. I was about to say, yeah, there's part of Christian history where monks kind of had that same mindset. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know that when we think of denying ourselves in these days, in, in this day and age, that we we are, uh, you know, we think in those terms. It's not in the modern church anyway. Right. And so when we read this, we're like, okay, well, what does that mean? And what, what does it mean to deny yourself? And so I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, 
you know, I think you did a good job kind of talking about this, and I want to kind of uh, pitch it first to, to our other people. And by the way, um, on our panel today, um, it, we have uh, our senior, senior pastor, Jeff McCarthy, who you've already heard from, and also our children's pastor, Blake Flincham, who I think has already spoken up. And then as a guest on, on the panel today um, uh, is our um, uh, Minister of Congregational Care here at Rosa Sharon Baptist, and that is Katrina Redmond, and she's actually here alongside of us as well. Jeremiah would normally be here, but uh, his kids are sick today, so he's staying at home, and so we don't have Jeremiah. Is she our first guest on here? I think she's our first guest. No, we've had other guests. We've actually brought brought Marty Childers, our our associational mission strategist. He's been been here before. Maybe one other guest we've had on the podcast, but... Um, but yeah, this is the first time Katrina's been on our podcast, so we're happy to have Katrina with us. Glad Absolutely. to be here. Thanks. So Katrina, actually, in terms of denying yourself, I, I think that uh, Katrina serves uh, in, in sort of studying in, in chaplaincy right now and stuff, and I know that in doing that, you have to be sort of cognizant of other walks of faith, and, and you also have to be sort of cognizant of just spiritual language in general. I know I've read some of your articles before that you've written for publications, and you have to be kind of vague. You can't be very, you can't be very... You have to be inclusive. Right, you have to be inclusive, yes. right? Yes, And so um, in that, though, I, I think that, um, I know you've written on some spiritual disciplines before, and um, uh, and so what would your take be on denying yourself? Well, when you started talking about denying yourself, um, and when the pastor was giving his sermon, the first thing I thought of was the spiritual discipline of simplicity. That's another way to look at it, denying yourself or talking about simplicity. I've done articles about Buddhist nuns. I did not know there were not only Buddhist monks, but Buddhist nuns as well. Mm -hmm. I've studied Jainism in which you've got a, a group of people who will not wear much clothing at all and and will put a veil in front of their mouth just so they don't inadvertently swallow a fly. Mm-hmm. Um, their version of asceticism is is very extreme compared to to um, you know what a lot of people practice but but right. still simplicity um, that spiritual discipline is is one that is um, sometimes forgotten or shelved by us but mm-hmm. absolutely um, and the verse that came to my mind was John 3:30. Mm-hmm. He must increase, I must decrease. Mm, that's interesting. That's a good verse. And, is, and, and yeah, so I went into Scripture and I said, okay, what's the context of that? What was Paul talking about, um, or John talking about, I'm sorry, when he wrote that? And it was um, John talking about his disciple to his disciples that he wasn't the Messiah, that he was his friend and he was his servant. Mm-hmm. Because his disciples said, hey, this guy's baptizing more people than, than you. People right. are going to him instead. And so he, he said, no, no, it's okay. John the Baptist said, no, it's okay. I'm his friend and his servant. I'm not the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And then directly after he must increase, I must decrease, you get the, um, the verses on the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. And Jesus called her out. He said, I know what you've been up to. Right. And she was a little bit ostracized based on what the commentary said. She came to the well alone Mm -hmm. uh, during the middle of the day. And so for her to go to her neighbors and say, come and see this man, she put herself in the back. She decreased so that her neighbors, the people that may have been ostracizing her, Mm -hmm. could come and get the living water as well. So those are the the kind of things that I connected with in the sermon Mm -hmm. um, on Sunday. Yeah, that's and that's really good. I really like the, the the he must increase, I must decrease idea and the idea of simplicity. 
One of the things I wonder, Blake, is and, and as we're as we're talking about this notion, um, I, and I was talking to Jeff about this, and I talked a little bit to Jeremiah about it as well. When Jeff was going through some of the definitions of simplicity, the last one I think he shared was the one from Wikipedia. Um, and it was the one that said something to the effect of... You want to quote it? Yeah, I actually read that one more time. According to some Protestants, self-denial is considered a superhuman virtue only obtainable through Jesus. Okay, so I don't necessarily disagree with that definition. And, and, and it's not because I think that... I think there's a one way you can read that. You can read that to say um, that... that only certain people can obtain this, right? And yeah. that it's that it's that it's like the super Christians that do it. But I look at it more as a, instead of a superhuman, a supernatural, or something outside of us, right? It takes something outside of us in order for us to accomplish the kind of self denial that Jesus is talking about here. But perhaps I'm wrong about that. Um, you know, I, I I wonder. I know that self denial can be a spiritual discipline. Is it a spiritual gift? And, 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 and that's what I what, kind of want to talk about. What do you think? Yeah, no, that's a few good points you bring up there. I, I totally agree that, um, to me, how I would answer that would be the Holy Spirit within you is what kind of enables you to help do self-denial, to help do that practice of self-denial. Because without the Holy Spirit, if it's up to Blake, I'm not denying myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not denying myself. I want what's best for me, what's best for me, and what's best for me. You know, mm-hmm. and that's all that I'm going to be thinking about. It's going to be, you know, Blake first, everybody else second. But because that's like carnal nature, you know, pride, right. you know, pride of the heart kind of stuff. So, but when the Spirit comes in, and Jesus changes us, transforms us, and conforms us into the image of His Son, it's no longer about me, but it's about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like what Jeff was saying. You know, it's not about us. It's about pointing towards Jesus. It's right. about telling people about Jesus. Um, it's not about, you know, how does Jesus fit into my story, but how does my story fit into the grand scheme of God's salvation plan right. throughout all of history. So I think you have to have, now, the main person, I think you have to have outside help, which is the Holy Spirit, to do self-denial. So so then what would we say to those those religions like the ones that Katrina brought up that, you know, uh, the Buddhist and and Jainism. Um, yeah. uh, I, I, I would add to that Muslim, certain certain groups of Muslims who practice self denial um, seem to be better at it than we are as Christians who have the help of the Holy Spirit. How do we answer that to say that there that that that's not self denial? Yeah, no, that's a good question. So, what I would say is, for the believer, you have self denial for an everlasting purpose. Mm, you have okay. self-denial that points to an everlasting mm. purpose. So so I think what you're saying is something along the lines of what I'm thinking as well, yeah. which is that I think that to practice the kind of denial that Jesus is speaking of specifically here in this particular context, right? <clears throat> I think it does require the Spirit. I think it requires the Spirit's work because this isn't just... This isn't just denying myself material things, Jeff, mm-hmm. like what you, you, you brought up in your message. This isn't me denying um, uh, pleasures or, or, you know, that sort of thing. This is me denying myself in order to make Jesus number one, right? Taking up my cross daily, following him. That deny himself 
is in the context of taking up our cross daily and following him and that that idea of following Jesus I think it's a very I think this is a very specific kind of self-denial well and if you go to a first century Jewish context to take up your cross for us would be like to take up your electric chair or something like that or to take up some some form of like cruel kind of punishment yeah, you know, kind we, of way we, we, talked, we talked about this a little bit in our life group and I'll, yeah. I'll ask you guys this too um, I've read and some, some, some scholars believe that um, everybody knew what that meant like knew what it meant to take up your cross yeah. daily mm-hmm. but I wonder if they you know is this was this a common idiom that was used a lot know. during that time or is this something that um, that gained significance after what Jesus did. I, I'm, I'm curious. Like, did they know when he says this what that actually meant? Some, some argue that they did. Um, and, and I've heard others say, you know, and, but I, I wonder how common was this as an idiom? Well, I feel... Oh, wait, I, uh, I think Katrina... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. Let Katrina answer, and then I'll, I'll kind of well, now, on When we I look think. at the New Testament, when we look how Jesus approached um, ministering to uh, the Pharisees, who were very legalistic, he took them back to the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. He, he went back and showed them from the Old Testament. And this morning, as I was reading in 1 Samuel chapter 1, mm-hmm. I was reading about the Nazarites. And... Um, the Nazarite vows in Numbers mm-hmm. chapter 6, um, it was about self-denial and being right. set apart. So they understood the concept. And for most of the Nazarite vows, it was for a limited period of time. But there were two, and one of them was Samuel, and mm-hmm. the other was Samson, who were lifetime right. Nazarites. Yeah. And so the concept was there for self-denial, mm-hmm. um, but in a limited practice form. Mm-hmm. In Christianity, this is our lifetime um, yeah, that's so, you're right. Yeah. Right. It's it's complete lifetime work. Going back to the idea of taking up your cross, do, do, what do you think? Do you think yeah, a- uh, well, just a, a couple of quick things. I think on the other religions, when they use self-denial, it's a form of obtaining salvation. Mm. And I think what Jesus was doing was couching, because in all three, all three uh, instances that mm. these words are used, all three of them, he teaches about, um, his, his, it foretells his death what's mm-hmm. going to happen to him so he tells them I am going to die mm-hmm. and of course the uh, means for a criminal's death in those days mm-hmm. that was you know the worst death you could have as a Jew would mm-hmm. be to march through the streets of Jerusalem carrying a cross mm-hmm. to your execution mm-hmm. so yes they, they knew when he said these words that you're, and so if you think about it nobody there's nobody says a word. There's no reply from any of the disciples. Nobody yeah. asks a question. It's it's almost like they're all in total shock. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like like this. I mean, this is a teaching they really weren't expecting because they're expecting Messiah mm-hmm. to be victorious, right? To provide all these things we wanted. Because remember, he just fed five thousand, and and he asked them, "Who am I?" He, they declare you're the Messiah. But he, said, but he says, "Don't tell them." Right, because they're going to want stuff. They're going to want this Messiah here on this earth. Yeah. So he's got to show them this is what I'm going to do. But not only that, if you decide to follow me, hey, you're going to have to do the same thing too. Mm-hmm. So we don't do it to obtain salvation. Right. But as part of our choosing to follow Christ in salvation, we understand and know. Mm-hmm. Like when I became a Christian, I knew 
the way I was living my life at that point in time. I had certain friends, certain things I did, places I went, sure, uh, a language I used. All this stuff was was different from when I became a Christian. It was a it was a total change, right? You know, so um, so a lot of the friends that used to be friends weren't my friends anymore. Places I used to go, I didn't go anymore. Mm-hmm. The language I used to use, I used a different language now, and so. The thing I didn't just say I'm stopping all this stuff, you know, for some spiritual gain. Right. It's like I'm following him. So those things aren't important in my life anymore. This is the most important thing for me. Right. And I think that's the whole teaching for Christians. And that's why I kind of reacted to the whole superhuman virtue mm-hmm. because that makes it like this this is something that like Mother Teresa obtained it, but us pitiful people here in Durham they're just Baptists on the side of the road here on, you know, Guess Road. Yeah. We're not going to obtain to this superhuman virtue right. I from Mother Teresa. I, that, I, guess, so. I guess it's a difference in the way that I I, I understand superhuman. I don't understand, I, I don't mean it as super. When I hear superhuman, I mean above human I mean, or, or, or outside of a human human ability. Yeah, I probably would have, if I would have, if I would have been explaining it, I would say this is a, uh, to deny yourself of something that we that we do, but we understand we can't do it in and of ourselves. So yeah. it's a supernatural yeah. power that God right. gives us through the Holy Spirit. Exactly. It's not some virtue I'm obtaining no. to get uh, you know this bull this 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 light on me shining on me right. saying, "Hey, I've 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 you know I've wrote this book now of how you can have your greatest life ever by, yeah. <laughs> by you know checking off get rid of all these things in your life and right. deny yourself and live this way." I mean, because then we'd all be Amish. We really wanted to be true to go yeah. back to denying everything in life, and that's what they did. They felt, they felt like yeah. we can be more spiritual by denying ourselves. I think you and I are coming at the, coming at, it at the same spot there. Um, yeah. So so um, so let's let's look at some of the points in, in in more detail here as as we as we kind of look further into and past the, just the idea of denying yourself because Jesus um, gives us some pretty specifics some specific ways in which we're to deny ourselves. Um, and you kind of went into that uh, in, in detail as well. I don't want to. I want to follow that. So the first point that you brought up was that denying yourself means your desire to follow Jesus is greater than your desire to satisfy self. That your desire to follow Jesus is greater than your desire to satisfy self. And and you did point out in in this in, in this particular point that Jesus uh, starts this or. or he, he prefaces this um, sort of challenge of denying yourself with, here's what I'm about to do, mm-hmm. right? I'm about to go and be obedient to the point of death, even to death on the cross, right? And I'm, but I, you know, I'm going to be killed to be raised the third day. And anybody who wants to follow me then, if you want to come after me, if you want to follow in my steps, then you're, it's going to require you to do the same thing. You know, and that's why I love, the, and you quoted it, that's why I love the Philippians passage, right? Oh, yeah. Philippians 2 is all about what, you know, and when um, when I was preaching this sermon on working out your, your own salvation, that's one of the things I, I, I try to try to show is that the argument, you know, Paul, is, Paul is setting up a larger argument here, and he starts by saying, look, you guys aren't practicing, you're, all you're about is yourself. All, all you're ever doing is, is for yourself. You're, everybody's looking out for their own interest. He actually doesn't just say it there. Later, he says it about Timothy. When he's talking about Timothy, he says, 
Timothy's the only one I can go. Timothy's the only one I have. It's not just that's not just looking out for himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so he's he's he. This is clearly a problem with that yeah. church. So, right? so when he couches it as a the same attitude or same mind of Christ, then it makes self denial really an attitude and and a way of thinking and living your life where you stop and go, okay. Um, like say for uh, you know we we have some friends maybe and uh, uh, they're all gonna go to uh, um, to the beach for the weekend. They invited us, but mm-hmm. you know, but, but we're deciding, hey, uh, we'd really like to go, but we can't go, and mm-hmm. we just tell them we're not gonna go. Mm-hmm. But the real reason we're not gonna go is because maybe we we made the decision that we're gonna sponsor somebody on a mission trip or something and that extra two or three hundred dollars that we would have used to go on the beach we did that but we don't tell our friends hey we're not going because we're set aside this money to sponsor these missionaries that's why we're not going Mm -hmm. so it'd be a so that's the attitude thing where you do things in your life without getting any kind of glory or anything but you're just doing it because you know you feel like that's what God's calling you to do. Right. And and my desire to go to the beach and have fun with my friends, uh, my desire really to please God would be greater than that. And so I'm going to take that $300 and give it to the missionary. Right. Well, let me let me go back to Philippians here because okay. because I um not only is he saying everybody's looking out for their own interest, then he gives the the, the primo example of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Here is somebody who had all of the ability to, he had he had all authority, all authority and everything, and he lays all that aside by taking on humanity, and so that he can be obedient to the Father's will, and so the and and and, and in doing so, being obedient to the Father's will means looking out for not just your own interest. He wasn't looking out for his own interest, but he was looking out for the interest of others, and. So I think one of the things that Jesus is trying to teach us here um, is in his example and also in these words that he's giving us here is that, um, you know, we should be, in the case of the example you just gave, we should be cognizant of the needs around us. We should be aware of the things that are going on around us. We should be, um, because God was... God was aware of us, right, in our time of need, and Jesus was aware of us in our time of need, and that 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 need that He saw with us, our need for salvation, drove Him to a cross, right? Drove Him to, so like He's saying, look, you're going to have to do the same thing. You're going to have to sacrifice in order to, um, in order to uh, meet these meet the needs, not just physical needs, obviously, but the spiritual needs of the people that are around you. That's part of walking in the way of Christ. Um, and so that, I think that has a whole lot to do with the kind of self-denial we're talking about, Blake. Yeah, and it's... I love how whenever... Uh, just to kind of add on to what y'all were saying, I love how um, Jesus just doesn't say, take up your cross, but he says, take up your cross daily, which is... Uh, to me, it's very important that we look at that word daily because that does show that this is something that you got to fight every single day. It's always it's going to be a lifelong process of learning to deny yourself. It's going to take a lifetime to learn mm-hmm. how to deny yourself, um, and it might take to glorification to get good at it. <laughs> but um, I love. I think it's very important that we emphasize the word daily too within that yeah. because. Yeah. 
for me, I I prefer saying, you know, minute by minute, you know, second by second, because uh, there's a lot of times in a day for me that I don't deny myself when I know that I should. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just very important for us and our listeners to realize that, you know, well, and to give more, uh, uh, to give more thought to, uh, he says daily, yeah. every single day, even when we don't feel like it, even when we're just not having it, to do it daily. Well, that's kind of what spiritual, you know, if you, if you look at it as a spiritual discipline, right, that's kind of what yeah. discipline is, is the idea that, okay, this is something i got to practice. It's not something that just happens automatically. Right. It's something I have to practice doing. Um, you know, using your term that you used, I think, Jeff, in your message was, Using a term like active, actively dying. Yeah, that's right? the, going to the um, second point. Yeah. Right, and and so, um, but it's something you have to put into practice, and part of put, you know, um, part of that practice is des- desiring what Jesus or desiring what God wants more than I'm going to desire what I want. And I, I think, I, want, I, want I, think to, I went back to what you were talking about too. The beginning of that passage before he describes what Jesus did, mm-hmm. he gives them like I told everybody, I said, if you want your points of how to deny yourself here they are don't be selfish don't try to impress others be humble thinking of others better than yourselves don't look out for your only interest but take the interests of others too so really if if you just did those you're practicing self-denial yeah yeah so i want to i want to talk about that last verse that he brings up because i think that um here's a question for you katrina and 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 I, i wonder this um because he says, he says that don't look out for your own interest only, but also for the interest of others. Does self-denial mean that I can't ever look out for my own interest or that I'm not supposed to look out for my own interest at all? Um, or, 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 does, or is there room in there, you think, for me to actually be con- concerned for my own interest as well? Yes. Take it to God first, though. I think this is his counsel to us is um, the guidance he gives us is ask if you're not sure if this is putting you first or him first mm-hmm. ask okay. and he says you know a lot of times in scripture you know we we take that you have not because you ask not and we think of you know substance kind of things but right. but you know these are in all things um that we should be able to ask him you know am i approaching this situation in the right manner that honors and glorifies you mm-hmm. or does this honor and glorify me yeah and so i think that um, there are times when he's going to agree and you're going to be walking in step with him and then that's where um, your wants and his wants are uh, harmonized together. Mm-hmm. For sure. Right. Well, and I think there's a difference too in like self-denial mm-hmm. and maybe maybe where you're getting at like self-deprecation. Mm, okay. You know, so there's a, you know, there's a difference in like a healthy denial of yourself right. and a very unhealthy denial of yourself if you will okay um you know because some people might read that and say okay it means that i'm not supposed to look out for my interest at all ever like i shouldn't you know i shouldn't be concerned about about you know what job i i take or or what or what food i eat or any of that what it says don't look out only for your own interests. Mm. So it's taking it out of where you're just right, self-centered. No, I, period. Right. I get that. Yeah. But, I, um, but you got to take care. You know, you got to take care of yourself. You know, if you're a husband, you know, you need you need to provide for your wife and kids and do what's best for them. You know, but mm-hmm. obviously, always giving the glory back to God. But you're not going to 
go so far to deny yourself so much that your family starves mm-hmm. or anything like that, you know, or where, um, y- you know, because, like, if you're self-deprecating, I think you're going to forget some of your positional truths in God, you mm-hmm. know, that you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, that, mm-hmm. you know, we were dead, but now we're alive in Christ. We're co-heirs with Christ, things mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. I think I think it's important to differentiate that because um, a healthy denial of self is like, hey, look, I've got a very limited time here on this earth, but yeah. I want to focus more on the eternity. And um, kind of like what he goes on to say in verses 24, like for whoever would save his life would lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all about pointing to Jesus, like I said. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? Right, right. And then it goes on to talk about, you know, some end times, you know, like judgment a little bit. Right. But having that, um, having that gospel mindset of, hey, look, mm-hmm. I'm a vapor in the wind, mm-hmm. and you know, and not letting that trickle down into unhealthy parts, you know, like getting into like bad mental health or anything like that, but just realizing, hey, look, it's all about Christ, right? And pointing to Him, right? And going back to what you were saying, Jeff, that that's what I've always sort of taken from that that verse in Philippians too, is He says. Everyone should look out not only for their own interests, but also for the interests of others. And so it seems to me that Paul is leaving some leeway there to say, no, it's okay to, to take care of yourself. You, you, you should take care of yourself, but don't be so focused on yourself that you lose sight of what God wants to do through you in the lives of others. Right, and that's, that's exactly what, it, what it's about because uh, let's just be honest, if, if we don't take care of ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, how are we going to be able to then uh, take care of someone that may be in need physically, spiritually, mentally, or emotionally? Right. So he's not saying don't live your life uh, out of balance, um, but don't just live your life for your life. Don't just make it all about you and, and don't try to bring the spotlight on you. Um, always think about you're following me. You're following Jesus. Right. So make it about following him. And uh, if we if we do that, now if we don't we don't always do that perfectly. Right. I mean, there's times you know we want the pat on the back, we want the glory, we want somebody to say, "Hey, we appreciate you" and stuff like that. But really, when it all boils down to it, we don't do it for those things. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we did, we'd probably be in a different occupation and, and lifestyle and, and and living. Right. But as Christians. Um, and it's hard. I mean, it's re- it's really hard because um, uh, you know some people serve Christ even out of own selfish ambition. You know, they want they want a plaque on the wall, or they want they want to be remembered, or they want to have a legacy, as opposed to I'm doing this because I want to follow Jesus. Right. And, and even though maybe some of those things may come my way, that's not really the reason why I'm doing it. Right. Um, so. And the thing is, he said, if you desire to follow me, you must. I mean, so it's not like it's an option. Like, right. okay, I want to take uh, the Jesus plan B. Right. You know, <laughs> I really can't afford to do plan A. Right. But, you know, I can't I can't be up there and in, 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 just put me in the coach. Right. You know, I just want to get the heaven. I want to, I just want to get on the plane and get yeah. there. And I think that's where 
the vast majority of Christians live their life. They just want to go to heaven. They want to do whatever well, it takes to do that. And then the other stuff, card. yeah, if I'm interested, I'll do it. But I don't really know if I want to pray for my grandchild to be a missionary to an unreached people group. Right. Mm. You know? Yeah. Well, and, and, and you know what complicates this even further, Jeff, is the fact that you've got, you know, Christian groups and Christian authors who write books titled, you know, Your Best Life yes. Now. Yes. And you have this sort of Americana Christianity where you've got the American dream married to the Christian faith. And those two things do not mesh together. There's no there's no room for the American dream in the Christian faith. And that doesn't mean that you can't dream dreams and, 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 and try to be successful. It doesn't, there's, it's, I'm not saying that. But if you think that, the way to go about doing this is by you know, okay, I'm going to become a Christian so that God will bless me abundantly, give me all the things I ever wanted, and then some. And that's what being a Christian is all about. You know, it, then you're gonna you're gonna have a cold awakening, and I, and, I, and I think that's that ha- that's what happens to a lot of people. I think a lot of people come to Christ or or, or are raised in church. Then life gets really, really hard, and they go, "Why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. I go to church every day, mm-hmm. or every Sunday. Every time the doors are open, I'm there. I, I read my Bible. I, I pray. I'm planting my seed. Why? Yeah. Why? Financial seed. Why are all these bad things <laughs> happening to me? I don't understand. Um, why? You know, this shouldn't my life reflect all this? good that I've put in and said so, you know it's kind of going back to that message I preached a year or so ago about karma how mm-hmm. I think that Christians have this notion of karma that, yes. that they've married to Christianity I do good things therefore good things will come back to me but that's not the way Christianity works well, and I mean, we see that here in this passage we're seeing this in the workplace also with quiet quitting mm-hmm. where people are doing the bare minimum to get by because they're they're worn out they're burnt out Mm -hmm. and they wanted a reward and they wanted a refilling of their cup and now they didn't get it and so they're just doing the bare minimum at work and if you look at christianity the same way as i'm not getting a reward for my sacrifices right then then you're going to be quote unquote quiet quitting christianity where you're doing the bare minimum just to get by and that's not what we're called to do no no it's going back to daily you know, we must daily take up our cross. And so, you know, we must daily die to ourselves, And that's what you, that's the next point that you brought yeah, up. Yeah, well, and that was, the th- that was the two things about the culture part of it was in the, in the world, it's all about a self-identity and what I want and who I claim to be and my demands, my rights. You know, it's, it's all entwined in that. Mm-hmm. And so if you look at it from the Christian point of view, um, too, a lot of times that identity, then we go, I'm a child of God. And since I'm a child of God, I can I can ask, demand, speak, whatever, and then it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, if that was the case, Jesus would have said, you know, take up your Rolls Royce and drive along with me as we right. cruise around right. town. Right. You know, that's not what happened. It's like, so, so if I bought into that, mm-hmm. and then the first thing I get that, that happens in my way that causes a crisis. But mm-hmm. basically, if you're carrying a cross, you're in a crisis moment, right? right? So then all of a sudden, now what are you gonna do? Right. You have a crisis of faith. I put all my 
you know, I put everything into this belief system, right. and now all of a sudden I'm faced with cancer or whatever the crisis may, a divorce, whatever it may be, whatever this boom slamming cross in front of you now is. What are you going to do right. about it? Right. And so that's when they have to make the decision to to either turn from that self-centered Christianity and turn to a Christ-centered Christianity and say, okay, if, if I have cancer, that's my cross I'm carrying, if that's my particular cross, then how can then I minister to other people as I'm dying of cancer or right. I go through all this process? So. Well, you know, it goes back to, to something you said earlier. And I, when I think about these two points that you brought up in, in, in this message, I think the first is about, the, the first point is all about the attitude or the the de- having the correct desires. The second point is more about the action, right, or the behavior. Yeah, actually putting up right, right. Actually doing those things. And when you think about the attitude, um, we we forget about this. But the early Christians were 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 said to they were followers of the way, mm-hmm. and so there was this was a different way of living. It was a different way of life. It's a different way of seeing the world, and. You know, and 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 that way, being a follower of the way, is is being a it, it included things like denying oneself, because it's no longer about me, but it's about what Jesus wants to do through me, and 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 what we've done is we've taken you know we've taken being followers of the way, and again I think what happened was uh, it got married to some ideas that were never part of the way attitudes that were never part of the way and we've tried to splice those in and they don't fit and it leads to those conflicts and those crises that you're talking about but when you are a when you have the attitude of being a follower of the way then that actually results in actions which is what the second point was to me that's what you're getting at here is you know it means you daily choose to die to self and live your life for his sake this is no longer just a thought that i have or a desire that i have but this is actually me putting it into practice because in verse 24 we read for whoever desires right to save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life, not, we're now not talking about just desiring, um, loses his life for my sake, will save it. And so, um, so we have to. This is gets into that what I what I referenced earlier. Uh, we have to do. I, I really like this term, Jeff. Actively die. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 you talked about that in terms of that's an actual term that they use in, in hospice, in hospice mm-hmm. care mm-hmm. of active dying. Um, and, and that's interesting because, like you, I think that when we think of dying, we think of it as something that happens to us. It's just something that passive, we're, we're, we're passive in it. And so it would be tempting then to sort of translate that idea of, okay, dying is just something that happens to me. So being a follower of Christ is just something that's going to happen to me. But there's, there's some volition there. Um, there, there, there has to be some volition, some action on our part, and uh, and I think that's kind of what it's getting there. Um, you in 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 doing some of the stuff you do, have you have you dealt with this idea of active dying before, Katrina? Yes. Okay. Yes, and um, Pastor Jeff touched on that a little bit. There's some differences in what we call palliative care versus hospice care. Right. Um, and uh, those terms can be a little overwhelming at first in understanding what that means. 
But yes, the process of active dying, I think you're, you're hitting on a good point, um, dying to self, um, because that's something with the daily um, that connects. Um, mm-hmm. You're not just receiving this, I don't want to say gift of death. You're not just the recipient of this thing that's mm-hmm. death. Um, it's a part of you that's continuing. This is a part of our life cycle, our circle of life. Um, And I've talked to many patients about, you know, at the front part of your life cycle, you were the breadwinner, you were the provider, uh, strong, and and now on the backside of that circle of life, uh, you've become the recipient of care. Mm -hmm. And so that's a hard adjustment to make. And I think it's hard for us to adjust to death as an active process. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I, I think I, I think there's there's a lot to that, and I, I, that's one of the reasons I really like that idea um, that that there seems to be um, action involved in it, Jeff. That yeah. there's not just it's not just something that's going to happen to me, uh, but it's 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 a point. It's a process, yeah. right? It, it, it is like Katrina just mentioned. It's a process. But it's an it's an active process. It's something that you actively do. And, and so, um, when you think about these first Christians, these first followers of the way, many of them, once they chose to follow the way, once they made this public proclamation, many of them were baptized right there in the pool of Bethesda and some of the pools, the ceremonial pools, and all near the temple. Mm-hmm. So, so they knew. I mean, you became a follower of Christ. Many of the people that followed Jesus, that were Jewish, uh, if they were widows, um, they were cut off. All their supplies, their means of living, um, children were disowned by parents, uh, parents were disowned by children, people were kicked out of their synagogues, they were kicked out of the temple. So it was it was literally, you do this, you, you understand the consequences yeah. that you, you're going to lose a lot. You're yes. going to lose this this position you might have had, or this this um, opportunity to go to go make a sacrifice in the temple. All these things that you've held near and dear to your life your whole life, now you're lost all of them. So this is really you are technically dying to that old self. Yeah. Now you have this new life to live, but at the same time, it may require the ultimate sacrifice. You may die because of this and people were willing to do it yeah and i think that's the thing we've lost and you're probably going to hit on that in your well i was about testimony to, yeah, yeah. Uh, next sunday but i was about to say that's what we thing. have lost in north america christianity is that it's not really a life or death thing now the early missionaries that went on mission trips and mission fields and many of them lost their lives many mm-hmm. of them left uh, fortunes at home mm-hmm. uh, and went and left everything. I mean, the, uh, these great colleges that we have that are no longer Christian colleges, they would actively pursue the brightest students and say, you guys and, and ladies need to become missionaries. Mm-hmm. And they were sent to these places yeah. to uh, propagate the gospel. And yeah. many of them lost their lives, and it was a big um, risk factor. Yeah. Here, our risk factor is not great as far as losing your life, but if I lose my status or my friends and all that, then I'm not really willing to risk that. Then I really haven't ch- chosen to actively take up my cross and follow it. it it's so funny. We um, we were talking uh, 
you, you reference this, and I, I will be talking about this next week for sure. Um, in in going to uh, on this recent mission trip that I was at, at I did have a chance to have uh, encounters with brothers who are uh, Christians in places where it is deadly to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we 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 had opportunity to train some of these guys, and f- for them, um, it, it's it's so dangerous that they're they can't they can't come together. They can't. Um, it, it they run they they run great risk just even meeting. Um, they when they do meet they can't sing. Um, so, you know, what they were doing is they were coming to us to be trained, to, 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 to be trained in theology because we don't have any theology training. These are guys who desire to be leaders, group leaders, and lead other people to Jesus. But um, they, they realize they, they need help in doing that, and so they need encouragement in doing that. And so... Because they desire those things so much, they take great risk in coming to us where we were. And uh, it really puts into perspective this idea of dying to self, right? I mean, and, um, I, I saw that. I think it was Jeremiah who said in our life group uh, Sunday in, in relation to that, he goes, you know, when we talk about dying to, dying to self, we talk about not eating Cheetos. These guys, when they're talking about dying to self, they're talking about possibly losing their life yeah losing know. their head for the machine right um, um, and so it's uh, I, one of my brothers um, in talking to these guys he preached a message to them felt led to preach a message to them about from second Timothy about how Paul instructs Timothy to take the good deposit which is the, the word of God that he's been given and do something with it Mm -hmm. and and in fact he tells him to pour himself out because Mm -hmm. Paul says do as I've done and Paul says I'm about to be poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice of your faith right so he Paul is saying pour yourself out and my 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 brother in talking to these brothers said I'm you know I'm going to challenge you to pour yourself out and I told him afterwards I said man I don't disagree with anything you said because you, you 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 preach scripture, but I don't know that I would have had the courage to stand in front of those guys and say you from need the comfort pour, of North America from the comfort of North America and look at those guys and say you need to pour yourself out mm-hmm. because pouring yourself out to them might very well mean bleeding out on the pavement. Um, it's a different it's a different concept. Um, and so while I, I admire you for saying it, don't get me wrong, you pre- you're preaching God's word. But man, that's a tough challenge. And I don't know that I would have had the guts to say that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at guys who I think are pouring themselves out yeah. pretty well already. Yeah. You're wanting them to preach to y'all. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You guys get up and, and teach so, us something. So, 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 but, but to get to, to, to tie that together with where you were going in the scripture, Jeff, I... I do think that, you know, I'm reading through some of the, I was just sitting here thumbing through some of the scriptures you referenced, Galatians 2.20, where he says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. Uh, Colossians 3.3, 3, for you died this life. Um, Galatians 5.24 and 25, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them. Over and over again, we have this language of death that's associated with Christianity, this 
ugly sort of death. And we have divorced that Mm -hmm. from our notion of Christianity. We don't talk about being crucified. We don't talk about dying. We talk about, we, we focus on living and all the good things, right? And I think that there's this notion of, because we're so comfortable in our North American Christianity, and because the risk is so small, um, the, the biggest risk we have is, is being embarrassed. And one of my brothers said this while we were on the trip, too. He said, nobody has ever died of embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And yet we're so afraid of being embarrassed by, right. by, by speaking out about what we know to be true. And he says, you know, here we are being called to die. And, and we're like, oh, but I could be embarrassed by what I'm saying. And he says, nobody's ever died of embarrassment. As far as I know, nobody's that's ever died of embarrassment. And, 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 and yet, that's our biggest risk, right? Um, I just don't know. I, you know, and, and can, can we capture in North America, in our, in our comfortable, luxurious kind of way of life, can we capture this notion of dying to self? And what does it look like for an American to die to self? I think um, Pastor Jeff said it before. He talked about balance. Mm-hmm. And I think absolutely we need to say, yes, this is a part of what we should be doing. But Second Corinthians chapter 4 talks about being the vessel. It talks about the light. You know, if you've got too much of your stuff in your vessel instead of what God is, yeah. you can't hold much of him. Yeah, that's true. So, so that um, chapter really helps me to think about balance because it talks about the sacrifice of emptying out your own vessel so that he can mm-hmm. fill you up. That's right. And I think, I think that message um, can resonate as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Blake? How, can, can, a, can a North American Christian understand dying to self? And if so, what does it look like? I'll just say from personal experience, to uh, every time I've truly seen what it meant to die to self, mm-hmm. I had to encounter somebody who had been in a foreign context. Mm. like a Nick Ripkin when yeah. he came and did the uh, persecuted church class that he does every uh, January term over at Southeastern. Mm-hmm. That opened up my eyes a lot. Um, and um, seeing, like hearing about your trip and uh, seeing guys like that and uh, seeing some uh, guys at Southeastern from and some girls who were from countries where you wouldn't expect that you know you wouldn't expect to have a person from that country at a southern baptist seminary mm-hmm. and they are just all out i had a um friend who was in um uh i can't remember it in like nepal mm-hmm. and he talks about how his family has been threatened and stuff yeah yeah and it just opens up my eyes to like wow you know how weak is my Christianity compared to what theirs is, mm-hmm. if I'm being straight up honest with myself. Right, right. So what I would encourage the American Christian to do is, is not be so America, America-centric mm-hmm. in your Christianity, but mm-hmm. become a global Christian, mm-hmm. and you'll truly understand what it means to die to yourself. And I think it's what you were kind of getting at too, Jeff, yeah. the idea of, we don't want to even pray for our, our grandchildren to be missionaries necessarily. Right. We don't focus on on other parts of the country or other parts of the globe. We just are really focused on just ourselves. And perhaps one of the ways we as American Christians can learn to die to self is to is to capture that global. And I think the the biggest thing that 
the church can do is to be on mission. Mm-hmm. And so when we kind of build our buildings and have our own thing going and inviting people to come, uh, that becomes part about us, and we kind of create our own problem. Yeah. But but when we get out of ourselves and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go on a mission trip to a third world country, and I'm going to actually really see, or I'm going to go to it. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, y'all went to Armenia, mm-hmm. and um, things could have happened. I mean, it it could have it could have been bad. I mean, there was no guarantee you were going to make it on the trip and make it back. No, no. When I went to South Africa, um, Haiti. Guatemala, you know, those are some dangerous places and all. Mm-hmm. I mean, Port-au-Prince is like, I think it's, it's the most dangerous city in, in uh, our hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're at these places, and uh, <clears throat> but you don't really think about it. But but that helps you understand and know that, okay, if I because people would say, are you really going there? We're like, you might die. I'm like, yeah, but you could die here. Yeah. So true. the death part is not the thing. I mean, any of us could die in a car wreck or anything like that so the the thing is if I go on mission and especially if I'm going to go on mission where I'm going to go where there's a great need mm-hmm. say in an impoverished area that's why like when I was a youth minister I used to love to take our kids to the inner city right. and do mission work and then we would give like little goodie bags of a pair of socks and a you know some soap and a mm-hmm. rag and, and a toothbrush and the kids were like excited like I have my own toothbrush now and mm-hmm. our kids were like what? Mm-hmm. And that helped them to die themselves, this selfish way of thinking, realizing, hey, there's people out there that <clears throat> appreciate stuff, and they appreciate we're helping them. Even though it's something small, it, was, it, was, it has a great impact. And I think once we get back to doing mission outside the walls of the church, finding those areas of need where we can actually put ourselves out there, then that helps us to die to self more and, yeah. and when I'm doing that then that's when I look at my life examine my heart nail those things back on the cross and need to be nailed on the cross so I can go out and fulfill the mission God's given me so I think that's ties it all back together what God's talking about here yeah. it's not talking about this self denial of this asceticism where I'm earning this extra grace and extra special powers and extra spirituality or right. this bragging right Christianity or I'm a saint and you, you ain't kind of thing. <laughs> it's like how do you now how do you live this life now yeah and it's a, it's a it's the way to live is to die to yourself but live for his sake or for his cause I love the way they translate that for his cause yeah. and his cause is to is to win the world for Christ so. yep well, that's awesome. I, 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 this has been a good discussion. Um, yeah, I appreciate absolutely. everybody being here. Appreciate you joining us, Katrina. I had a lot yeah. of really good insights. I know Jeremiah hates he couldn't be here because this is one of his big. Oh yeah, Jeremiah. Yeah, Jeremiah is really big on, especially that, that Galatians to that Galatians uh, two twenty uh, verse. That's one of his favorites, and um, you know that two twenty and two twenty one. Uh, I know that he's he's really big on that whole idea of being crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And so, yeah, if he was here, he would definitely be excited about being part of this conversation. But um, uh, but we're glad that you were here, Katrina, and I think you added a lot to, oh, yeah. to our discussion this 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 morning. So come back thank, and be with us. Yeah, right. and thank yeah. you, li- thank you, listeners, for joining us on this uh, episode of the Main Point. Uh, if you have any questions or comments or concerns or I uh, just want to just drop us a line, and you can do that at R-O-S-B-C Pastors, that's with a S at the end, plural, at gmail.com. That's R-O-S-B-C Pastors at gmail.com. We 
would love to hear from you and love to hear your thoughts on um, on dying to self or maybe if you have other questions that you'd like for us to address here on the main point we'd be happy to do that next week uh, we'll be back hopefully on a Monday uh, we'll record on our Monday and publish on Monday and yeah I'll be talking at length this Sunday about the, the, the trip to Armenia all that I experienced there and then we can all gather together here and uh, talk about what that uh, you know what that looks like for us and uh, here on our side um, maybe where can we connect um, with the experiences of those people and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about application and, and, and such uh, and we'll do that next week on the main point so look forward to doing that with you guys but until then you all listeners have a great rest of your week and uh, just go out serving God taking up your cross daily and following after Jesus Christ he's worth it alright So that'll wrap it up for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. So long.